You're listening to an Anderson Entertainment production. This episode, we're getting all cross-promotional in Fab Facts. A great bird of the galaxy is trying to swallow us whole in the randomizer. Five, four, three, two interviewees in one. This week, it's Justin and Lindsay Lee. Oh, Thunderbird's teams. That's all coming up in Pod 169. Of the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Let's get started. Let's go. Spectrum is green. The Jerry Anderson Podcast with Jamie Anderson and Richard James. Pod 169,000,479,731.2. That's what it feels like to anyone who's been with us since the beginning, and especially to us yeah. <laughs> as the host of the Jerry Anson podcast. Uh, Richard, who are you? Yes. Well, I'm Richard James. I'm co-host of the Jerry Anderson podcast. And Gosh. who are you? I suppose that also makes me co-host. And uh, my name yeah. is Jamie Anderson. And uh, well, hang on, Do you you like to think of yourself as the host, don't you? Well, no, I think we're both hosts. I think we're both the hosts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally say co-host, but it, it could have make yeah. sense. Anyway, look, mm. we're co-hosts oh, yes. slash hosts, and we're also mm-hmm. joined by another <gasps> co-host. Co-co-host. Host. Coco host. Coco host. Coco host. Mm. Well, that's funny you say that because over there yes. is Chris Dale, oh, yeah. who I think has been r- rummaging around <sighs> and has dug out all of this year's Easter eggs, which have been yes. left in the cupboard. Look, what's he? He's and unwrapping he's, them. Yeah, he's, and he's tucking in. Is he? He's tucking he is, in. He? And they've done that Crikey. horrible thing where all the, the sort of the fat comes out of the chocolate and they go a bit marbly. Yeah, but Chris right. doesn't, doesn't seem care. to care about that. No, he, he does is, not care. He's chowing down, noshing away over there. Yeah, um, he's it. got quite a stack of eggs to get through. Chris, good luck. Because yeah. at the very end of this podcast, you're going to have to be doing the Jerry Anderson randomizer, <laughs> where you talk us through a random episode of a Jerry Anderson show. Uh, Richard, what else happens yes. while Chris is oh. uh, noshing on his eggs? Well, you would be forgiven, wouldn't you, if you were joining in uh, and tuning into a Jerry Anderson podcast uh, for thinking that it might be about all things Jerry Anderson for about an hour and a half or so. You might, for example, presume that there's going to be some news from the Jerry Anderson universe. And you would be right. Yes. You might presume mm. there's going to be a fab fact or two any moment now. And again, you would be right. Just one. You might also presume mm. that we've got the first part of a fantastic interview from Jamie Anderson. Oh, Tell no. us more. Oh, yes. Yes, Yes. well, this week we are speaking to Justin and Lindsay Lee, an amazing husband Mm. and wife team. Uh, You may know their work from uh, television programmes such as filmed in Super Mario Nation and, of course, the Thunderbirds 1965 anniversary episodes. Oh, great. They are an incredibly talented pair, so talented you might feel a bit sick, but you'll soon get over that because they're also really lovely and have amazing stuff to talk about how they got into old retro telly stuff because they're both in their Mm -hmm. 30s you wouldn't necessarily expect it how they got into puppeteering the trouble with puppets uh, all sorts of other stuff it's uh i think it's a four-part interview this because there's so much to cover lovely so that's coming up well part one of that is coming up very soon i mean we do love it when our guests talk (laughs) don't we (laughs) well 
I've had a couple recently uh, where I've done yes. them and, and they the people have said, oh, gosh, I've just done that thing where I've gone off and talked and talked and talked. And I yeah. always say I'm more than happy because, exactly. you know, by the time we get to the interview, Posterons have heard plenty of us, haven't they? They've heard enough of us, yes. Particularly me, anyway. Yes. And, however, there is more. Talking of Posterons, a few of them have been getting in touch no. uh, by podcast.jerryanson.com. They've also been posting on our Facebook group, mm. facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Posterons and... They've been commenting on our YouTube channel. Oh, I bet they have. So I should be reading out some comments a little later on as we go. Good. Okay, well, since there's so much to get through, shall we dive directly yeah. into the fabulous pool of knowledge, which is Fab Facts? Let's get it over and done with. Okay. Now, time for this week's Fab Facts. For this section known as Fab Facts, I have a book of said Fab Facts. I will flick mm-hmm. through the book. Richard randomly shouts mm-hmm. Fab at a random point of his choosing. When he shouts mm-hmm. Fab, I stop flicking through the book of Fab Facts and I read mm-hmm. out a Fab Fact from the page where I've stopped flicking through. Richard James, yeah. are you prepared and warmed up with your Fab? I'm standing very by. Good, excellent. My uh, flicking thumb is uh, nice and warm and ready. Oh, so, so it is, yes. Here we go. Fab! Oof. Uh, hang on, come on. No, no, it's good. You wait until you... quite late uh, in the, fli- in the no, flicking there. I think there. Kept flicking a little bit, but okay, go No, on. it's because we've got a delay on the line. Mm-hmm. I would never stop oh, flicking after your fab. Don't be ridiculous. Right. Richard James. Jamie Anderson. If you have a television series that you want to promote, yes. one good way to do that is, as well you know, to get its characters onto other shows. True. Now, that's not so easy in the case of Anderson Puppet Series. <laughs> Of course. Excuse Hello. my dog barking. Yes, that's uh, that's Ernie. Oh, who, actually, I'm just going to tell Ernie to stop barking. Two seconds. Oh, Sorry about bless that. Ernie. I'll be back. He sounded like he had hiccups. No, don't Row. do that. Row. Shut the door and stop me barking. Trying to do fab facts. Harsh. Thank you very much. Right. Oh. Okay. Should we carry right. on? Go on then. <laughs> Now, that's not so easy in the case of an Anderson puppet series, of course, although we did get things like Captain Scarlet appearing on the Christmas Day edition of the game show The Golden Shot back in oh, 1967. Really? Yes, we've covered it on ah. a previous Fab Fact, I think, ah. or is it oh, have an article? We? There have been so many. It's an article on the, on the website, anyway. You can read about that if you ah. just search Captain Scarlet Golden Shot. Uh, generally, though, the Supermarination puppets couldn't really be called upon to make promotional appearances on other TV shows. Mm. However, the hand-operated Terrorhawks puppets could. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes, live in the studio, as with uh, Mary Falconer and Zelda, having their horoscopes read by Russell Grant on Breakfast Time. <laughs> <laughs> and Great. sometimes via pre-recorded film inserts. Uh, and it's the latter that we're going to talk about today. Because, oh yes. in addition to keeping the Earth safe from attacks by Zelda, did you know that the Terrorhawks also had a short-lived career as children's TV presenters. <laughs> I did not know that. Well, now you do what you're about to. Mm. Uh, yep, for the whole of October 1984, a very fine month and a very fine year, the Terrorhawks, as well as Zelda, Youngstar and Sister, and even Stewed Apples, picked up additional work presenting children's ITV, or better known yeah. to us in the UK as CITV. CITV, yeah. For those listeners outside the UK, it was a block of kids programming that ran from about 3.45 in the afternoon to about 5, uh, as you would probably guess, for kids' screenings. For several years around that time, CITV would often feature guest presenters who would introduce the programmes for an entire month, sometimes as a way of promoting a series or a project that they themselves were appearing in at the time. 
Since the second UK broadcast season of Terrorhawks began airing in September 1984, we can assume that they offered the October CITV presenting gig as a way of promoting the show. Okay, yeah. So, Underbird Pictures filmed 70-ish short links. That's seven zero. Crikey. Or sort of mini-episodes, if you like, revolving around the idea of the Terrorhawks trying to prevent Zelda from interfering with CITV broadcasts. <laughs> of course. As well as introducing the afternoon shows. Although sometimes Zelda and co. made the introductions as if it was a show they particularly enjoyed. Amongst oh. more notable shows that the Terrorhawks and the Martians introduced were... He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, yes. Rainbow. I am the power. Yeah. <laughs> Rainbow. Uh, Rod, mm-hmm. Jane and Freddy. Not one I'm familiar with, actually. Oh. Um, right. Portland Bill, Inspector Gadget, Danger Mouse, and the yes. world premiere broadcast of yes. mm-hmm. Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, as introduced oh, right. by Sergeant Major Zero, played by uh, Windsor Davis, of course. Lovely boy. Ah, oh, great impression. Mm, you can stay. You. Uh, this went on every weekday afternoon for the whole of October 84, before the Terrorhawks handed control of CITV over to a new host for November, the one and only friend of the show, Bonnie Langford. Oh, is she yeah. a friend of the show? No, I just made that up, but probably oh, would okay. be. Yeah. If she, if, yeah, I mean, yeah, she knew. Sure. She's lovely, isn't yes. she, Bonnie? So. Yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, although we have no definite idea of the final fate of those CITV links or any of the other Terrorhawks film footage that was shot or for similar programmes like the Saturday show and so on, it is likely that the original material no longer exists beyond any off-air recordings that may have been made at the time. Mm. However... Mm. A YouTuber by the name of Marco Polo 31 West, very catchy name, has yeah. on their channel a 22-minute clip featuring audio of most, if not all, of those CITV introductions, which is nice to have. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll also find the Zelda and Mary Breakfast Time clip there too. Ah. If you want to see the visuals for these intros on YouTube, unfortunately you're pretty much out of luck unless you can find someone who's uploaded broadcast of a show that aired on CITV while the Terrorhawks were hosting, as is the case with several of the Thomas the Tank Engine episodes introduced by Zero. Uh, now, I, th- I have a feeling that some of these have turned up fairly recently. Right. Possibly since this fab fact was, was penned. Uh, really? So do keep an eye on YouTube. I believe so. I could be wrong. Ah, um, yeah. Anyway, look, it, even if it's all been lost to history, from, it lost to history for the most part, it's a nice way to promote the show and to, to give the Terrorhawks a few more mini adventures, even if they are just stopping Zelda from interfering with CITV. <laughs> so yes, there we are. Nice. Yeah, now the question is, mm. are they canon? <laughs> mm? Mm, it's difficult to say. Yeah. I've definitely seen a clip with uh, Zero holding a cube in chains inside Battlehawk. Okay. Which won't mean a lot to people unless they know the show. I can see yeah. a few um, Joe 90 fans scratching their show. It's still it's still a bit weird. To yeah, to no, be exactly. Fair. Anyway, do you oh. know the whereabouts of any of these clips? Have you seen them? Have you found them on YouTube? I'm sure I've seen some of them recently. Email us podcast at jerryanderson.com. Dot com. Dot com. Yes, exactly. Great. Um, any yeah. observations from you, Richard James? Did you do any little well, ter- special turns for uh, Space Precinct? Hosting news uh, night or anything? Uh, no. No, but that would have been fun, wouldn't it? No, but uh, my partner in uh, solving crime, Lou Hirsch, did a spot or two, I think, on uh, GMTV and uh, Channel 4's Big Breakfast as well. Yeah. Yes. Was I think I remember bumping um, into a camera at some point. Johnny Vaughan and Denise Van Outen, by any chance, was it? Or was that mm, pre-them? I, I do know. It may have been Gabby. Gabby, Gabby and Chris, I didn't, yeah. I don't know. And then I th- I'm sure he was with Lorraine Kelly on the. Uh, oh, GMTV. wow. Yeah, yeah, he got around. Gosh, yeah. well, those clips must exist somewhere. Someone must have uh, them. 
Do you yes. have them? Uh, well, Charlotte does. So there you go. Oh, brilliant. Well, Charlotte and needs to get them over. But yes, are they not on the Space Precinct box set DVD that was released? I don't know. My knowledge maybe, of it not. is not encyclopedic. No, I can't Who knows? Someone can't tell us. Someone no. with the answers. Email yeah. us podcast well, at jerryanson.com. I mean, I could tell you next week because I could just have a look at my box set. I just okay, can't get it now. Well, you do that and you, so. can, you can email it. Right. Look, anyway, yeah. that's the end, <laughs> right. isn't it? Surely there's no more yes. of this. No, that's it. That's enough on the links from the world of Terror Hawks. So that brings us rather clunkily to. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, right. very clunkily. That brings us very clunkily and with a little oh. bit of coughing to the end of this week's... Coughing Facts! <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Bless you. Are uh, you all right? Would you like a drink of water or are you okay? Uh, it's fine. Over to you. I'll yeah. just uh, die slowly in the corner here. Lovely. <clears throat> well, now, uh, as I said before, people have been uh, emailing us and we love to get your emails because it lets us know that at least someone's listening. For example, uh, coolguy5058 emailed us at podcast at jerryanderson.com to say hi podcast people mm. i'm assuming he means you and me and chris there and the listeners nice. too yeah, sure, well, sure. too as well. um, he says i'm a young jerry anderson fan and i especially love thunderbirds a while ago i animated on scratch my own series based off thunderbirds called Stickman, featuring a crew of five stick figures who are the only stick figures for some reason and they fly these aircrafts called stick nice anyway Yes, he, uh, he said I thought this might be of interest to you. Uh, so go and have a look at his stuff on YouTube. Uh, just, I suppose, search for Cool Guy 5058 and you'll see his um, stick figures there. Dean got in touch to say, Hi, Jamie and Richard. My son, Will, known professionally as William Patrick Harrison, is a third generation and a fan. Excellent. Aww. My mum started with Supercar and Fireball XL5. I picked up with Stingray, Thunderbirds, Captain Scarlet and Space 1999. Born in 1997, Will came to the Andiverse by an odd route, with there not being much new stuff at this point. We used to go and see Sheffield Steelers Ice Hockey Club, who came onto the ice using the Thunderbirds countdown. This <laughs> set him off with Thunderbirds via old VHS tapes, but at that time we didn't have access to much else other than music on the net, so he got to love Barry Gray's work, recently discovering Secret Service, and loving that too. Cheers from Dean. Nice. nice. That's sort of an odd route to go, isn't it? Via sort of um, Ice Hockey to Thunderbirds to Secret Service. <laughs> Well, it's a little bit weird, but if you've got a yeah. weirder route to get into Anderson stuff, then do email us podcast yes. at jerryanderson.com. Yeah, let us know. Uh, Rob Matthews got in touch uh, to say, hi, Jamie. Hello, and you'll Rob. see why it's just personally addressed to you, Jamie. Okay, uh, okay. He says, did you know that Len Jones, who played the voice of Joe 90, once played in a film opposite Hayley Mills? He played the part of Dusty, a friend of Bridie, played by Hayley in the movie Sky West and Crooked, also known as Gypsy Girl. Not only was he a most special agent, he also got to have a speaking part in a movie with a teen heartthrob of the time, Hayley Mills. This was in 1966, two years before he became the voice of Joe 90. Cheers from Rob Matthews. Uh, nice. Rob, I did, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but very happy to add it to my uh, filing cabinet of uh, essential knowledge on Joe 90. Is that it over there? You'll find it's very small. It, it is quite yeah, small. And ignore the there, fact that the stuff in there is screwed up. That's just a particular filing system. <laughs> it's definitely oh, right. not a bin. Right. But thanks, Rob. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, Gaz says, hi, Richard, Jamie and Chris. One of my favourite... Oh, this is talking about uh, Anderson bloopers, as uh, Ooh, yes. I think we called them in uh, a previous Fab Fact. One of my favourite Anderson bloopers is in the UFO episode Reflections in the Water. Near the beginning, when the ship is being attacked by UFOs, as it explodes, it leaves a nice, wet splat on the beautifully painted backdrop. 
and takes you out of the action a little bit. I think there are other examples of big wet splats on backdrops. Hardly surprising how much Mr. Meddings like blowing stuff up. Anyway, to keep up the great pods, I eagerly play them on Monday mornings and thoroughly enjoy them, says Gaz. Oh, so that's very nice. Yeah, that. that's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? A splash of water on a, yeah. a, a backdrop of I a mean, skyline. If you've spotted any of these, then do email us bigwetsplat at jerryanderson.com. Yes. That'll get through, because that's my... Uh, coincidentally, that's my private email address. Uh, and finally, now here's a question for you, Jamie. This oh, is from yes. Becca, who says, uh, Dear team, sorry to bother you. I've just sent the same message via your website and totally forgot about this email address. There isn't a query for the show. Or rather, this isn't a query for the show. More a technical one. Plus, someone has already asked it on the listener's Facebook page, so sorry if they've already been in touch with you. Please could you advise if any of your earlier shows prior to Pod 66 will be available across various platforms. I've looked on a few, iTunes, Podbay, Player FM, Stitcher, etc., and only pods from Pod 66 are available. On iTunes, you can increase the limit to 300 items. Not sure if this is easily done. I have a podcast myself with some friends. Nothing on the same scale as your show, with just over 200 episodes. We have the same problem of earlier episodes disappearing from iTunes, and we were able to increase the limit to 300. Please kindly advise, says Becca. Well... How interesting. The mystery of the disappearing pods. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that we had our settings uh, all sort of correct for this. Mm. But now I am worried that we don't. I'm just looking yeah. at our podcast settings right this minute. Yeah, and Becca's quite um, right. There was someone on the Facebook page as well who was... Yeah, uh, no, uh, well, it's currently set to show 200 episodes. I have yeah. just increased it to 300 mm-hmm. and have updated the show settings live on the show. There, um, even as we speak. However, if you can't find previous episodes, you can always get the whole lot at jerryandersonpodcast.com, where they're all available right. forever and ever and ever. Ah, jerryandersonpodcast.com. Yeah, Good. there you go. Yeah, all for now, but do keep your questions, comments, uh, and even reviews, if you've been watching uh, some Jerry Anderson shows recently, into uh, podcast at jerryanderson.com, and I'll read them out next time. Nicely done, and well remembered on the dot .com. Yes, uh, I think I've got the hang of it. You have pretty much. It's, it's a good yeah. job. It's a good job. Uh, yeah, yeah. Richard James, would you like a little yes. bit of Jerry Anderson news? Because I've got a little bit uh, of Jerry Anderson news for you if you want to bring Anderson news. Yes. <sighs> or pass it over. Okay. Let's have some Jerry Anderson news. Let me just. Here we go. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, there you go. That's on my toe. Is your toe all right there? Is it all right? Yeah, it'll be fine. I've got nine more. I, oh, yeah, good. Okay. Was it the little one or the big one? It was the little one. Oh, yeah. well, that's fine then. No, right. I'm not, I'm not bothered about that's that. That's fine. Uh, right. Oh. Anyway, look, this is the Jerry Anderson. Mm. And Newsy, news, news, news. news uh, minus yes. one toe. And let's mm. start with something far more exciting and more important than your little toe, Richard, uh, which you're, oh. I'm sure you'll agree about. It's the right. Space 1999 Moonbase Alpha Technical Operations Manual. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, see, I, th- I knew that would uh, make you feel better. Yes, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, so, last Friday, Chris Thompson and I took to the airwaves, uh, or the video waves, or whatever they were, the sight waves, uh, to mm. show you a little preview of all the exciting stuff inside the Moonbase Alpha Technical Operations Manual. We'll be doing another live video at the end of this week. That's Friday wow. the uh, 10th, I believe, something like that. It might be well, the 11th. I think it's the 10th, isn't it? Oh, it must okay. be the 10th. Is it? Anyway, I went a bit Jeff Goldblum then. That was a bit weird, um, without meaning to. But it's going to be released for pre-order on the 13th of September. So if you want the final details, more teases, have all your questions answered, then join us live on the Jerry Anderson YouTube channel and elsewhere next Friday. That's the 10th, or this coming Friday, rather, from the time of, uh, of release. 
And you can still watch the introduction we gave and the uh, 10 plus spreads and other bits of information we showed you on the video mm. from last Friday. Just go to youtube.com slash TV. Uh, it's Great. a bit of a bumper year for Space 1999 fans, I would say, because also just released, just in stock, is uh, this year's rather fine and dandy and rather lovely Space 1999 Christmas Jumper. <laughs> yes, I saw this <laughs> on Twitter of all places. Yes, and what do you think of this? Looks uh, great. Yeah. I think Maybe. it's very 1970s. It's not as gaudy as, uh, as last year's Thunderbirds Christmas Jumper. Yeah. It's a very tasteful um, black, white, grey and orange affair. It is. And uh, in a stroke of genius, which I think we can credit entirely to Chris Thompson from memory. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Moonbase Alpha being blasted out of Earth's orbit by a giant snowflake. <laughs> That's uh, right. There's also an eagle on the front. There's astronaut patches on the, on the arms. And obviously the Space 1999 logo in a glorious sort of 70s orange. We don't actually have that many in stock, amazingly. Uh, so what? if you do want one, I know it's a bit early and Christmas is a little way off, but yeah, they're so but... tasteful. I think you could wear them outside of the Christmas period. <laughs> right. <laughs> you seem to yeah, disagree okay. on my tasteful remark, but okay. No, no, no. You, you no, could no, do. Uh, but anyway, make sure yeah, you get yeah. them in a good time because I have a feeling they're going to be gone certainly by the end of October, if not before. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. And if you've got any ideas well, for future Christmas jumpers, do email us podcast at jerryanderson.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Have you got an idea yes, now you're going to tell me? A space freezing one? What? No, 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 no. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, the perfect Christmas present, surely. What a Space 1999 Christmas jumper. Yeah, grab it now for your Space 1999 fan, partner, spouse, husband, child, yeah. grandchild. <laughs> wrap it, put it under yes. the tree, yes. early December. Yes. There you go. Yeah, it'll it'll go down a treat. So, nice. uh, yeah. Uh, also, on that note of uh, Christmassy presents and that kind of thing, or presents to mm. yourself, those lovely badge sets are out. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And I, if I've got two here. They make a lovely noise. Oh, they sound great. Yeah, they sound <laughs> yeah. great. There's 12 yeah. badges in each, Space 1999 and Thunderbirds. Uh, yeah, really lovely selection. And some badges which have never been uh, produced before, I believe. Mm. And they're rather smart. They look great in their boxes. And finally, something free for you. Thunderbirds fans, we've got something rather lovely for you coming on Thunderbirds Day on the 30th of September. Oh? Our very own executive producer of audio, Nicholas Briggs has produced oh, yes. for you a lovely little 22-minute audio story from a Thunderbirds annual from the mid-1960s. Oh, great. He's done the reading, there's effects, there's music. It's really sweet. Oh. And we'll be putting out for free uh, across our podcast network on the 30th of September for Thunderbirds Day, and you can enjoy a bit of brand-new nostalgia. Uh, oh, that's lovely. Totally on yeah. us. So yeah. more on that very soon, including the title. And uh, I might even get Nick to do a little intro for us to tell us oh. how and why he did such a thing. But uh, Yes, what on earth was he thinking? <laughs> he will find out more very soon. Um, <laughs> Chris Dale is also busy working on some gr uh, great new videos for Breakaway Day for, for Space 1999. So uh, just 10 days time, no, uh, sooner than that, for, for yeah. a week from the day of release. Yes, Goodness me, right. maths is hard for me. Um, mm. Lots more good stuff coming. Announcements coming for stuff of <gasps> productions and various other bits, bits and pieces oh, too. Finally, I it. know. Goodness me. Well, you may have seen my little teasy tweets or um, LinkedIn posts mm. uh, of me and Chris Thompson at Pyman Studios. More to be revealed on that. I mean, in the next couple of weeks, certainly by the end of the month, Great. I think. So can't wow. wait to tell you about that because I think you're going to really enjoy that news. And um, yes. yeah. Ah, that's the end. I need a breather. That's the end of this week's Jerry Anderson News. Mm -hmm.
That was the news. That was the news. That's a while since I've heard you sing it without any, Just any adaptation. Pure uh, and simple. Sometimes it's best to go back to basics, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely feel that with you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Cool. Then Ooh. what else have you got for us? Well, I've been uh, perusing our Facebook group. I don't know about you. <laughs> have you? Do, uh, do they know? Yeah. Yeah, of course I know. Okay. Yes, I lurk there quite often. Uh, and you can too, dear Podstrons, simply by heading over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Podstrons and leave your comments, pictures and oh, bits of merch and your latest cosplay and all sorts. Uh, so, Pam March, for example, watching Stingray episode Plant of Doom, uh, funny how Troy had a date with Atlanta, then saves her, then jumps to Marina's defence soon afterwards. Make up your mind, Troy, says Pam. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit of a naughty boy. Um, Isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Naughty Troy. Uh, Paul Hyder says, uh, I'm a few weeks behind with the podcast. Has there been any mention about this year's Christmas jumper? Uh, no, Paul. Nobody said a word. It's very strange. No. Yeah. Christmas jumper? What Christmas jumper? Yeah. Oh, no, no, not at all. Uh, Joe Harewood says, Has there ever been a better time to be a Space 1999 fan, merchandise-wise? Not really, no. I think it, this might be the best point in, in human history. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Rob Doyle says, uh, still listening to my big finish purchases purchases in release order, and I'm on Terrorhawks Volume 3. I wasn't sure what to expect after the epic Volume 2. Now, to be honest, says Rob, the first few episodes were a bit of a letdown. They focused too much on the slapstick side of Terrorhawks for my liking, but... Then, Tiger Threestein was introduced, uh-huh. and what a turnaround. The whole show feels completely new and fresh, while still bringing the fun and the action of the old series. I honestly believe, if this is the direction the TV show had taken at the time, we'd be talking about Terrorhawks in the same way most people do Thunderbirds. I hope wow. the new Terrorhawks show has some of the characterizations that Jamie and the team brought to the Big Finish shows, and hopefully Big Finish will produce some more volumes soon. Well, That's wouldn't that be lovely? Them. We would mm. we would dearly yep. love yep. for that to happen. Yeah. I'm not sure it will, but high praise indeed, Rob. So thank you very much. Indeed. And, uh, and, and yeah. I don't suppose you can sort of tell us um, which of the Terrorhawks characters that we know and love will cross over in to the new the, show uh, that we're developing. Yeah. No, I yeah. can't really. Yeah. I can't really. I no. mean, it's it's got its roots in Terrorhawks, but it is a very new and fresh reimagining. Yeah. Because, um, you, you know, we've got to do that. We want this thing to... To hit home with a new audience, appeal to yeah. everyone, and everyone can enjoy it, and uh, and hopefully we'll be talking about it on the Jerry Anson podcast in uh, fifty years' time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and you know, original Terrorhawks will still be there. That's the thing. Always can't get if rid of it. If the reboot is not for you, that's fine. It's on Redbox exactly. right now, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Uh, also on our Facebook uh, group, Steve Robert Rogers has been running a series of polls. For example, uh, Super Marination crossovers. He asked, which crossovers would you l- have liked to have seen, assuming a shared universe and correct puppet proportions? Which gave me an idea, Jamie. Oh no! Are you ready? Uh, what? For this week's <laughs> Yes, it's a Jerry Anderson inspired crossover quick fire five. Are you ready uh, for these? Yes, fine. Right, number one. Joe 90 slash Space Precinct with Fireball XL5 slash Space 1999. Uh Fireball 1999. Oh, okay. UFO slash Dick Spanner or Terrorhawks slash Captain Scarlet. Oh, uh, yeah, um, uh, Terra v Spectrum. Oh, nice. Uh, Torchy the Battery Boy slash Thunderbirds or Twizzle slash Firestorm. Oh, no. <laughs> the uh, way to ruin two great properties. Tor- Torchy Birds aren't, aren't oh, go. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, Stingray slash The Secret Service or Four Feather Falls slash Supercar. 
Oh, uh, the, the, the stingy, stingy servicey. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. And finally, the protectors slash Lavender Castle or the investigator slash those Memorex TV commercials from the 1980s. <laughs> uh, Archie and the investigator. Uh, the scotch tapes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yes, oh, yes. was it scotch tapes? Yeah, Arch, oh, Archie and the investigator, 100%. Archie That'd be skeleton. amazing. There you are. Ah, well done. There you go. Uh, that's your quick fire fire for this week. Nice. <laughs> it's funny how I misremembered it as, uh, as Memorex, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes, of course, it was Scotch Not a great tape. advert if you forget the, the brand <laughs> they were advertising. No, but we remember the visuals, don't we? And we know who was uh, responsible for those. Yes, yes. exactly. Nice. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, even, well, I'd say even if you're not on Facebook, that's of no use to you at all. If you're on Facebook, <laughs> do join in the fun on our Facebook group. A uh, few questions will let you in and uh, you can uh, join in the conversation. Brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Are there any other messages before we pass on over to our interview? No, that's it for now. Okay, fine. Well, yeah. I wanted to have a chat with lovely Justin and Lindsay for some time. Hmm. They are Canadians, but don't hold that against them. I'm only joking. We love our Canadians. <laughs> I know, I really do, because they're so polite. Actually, we have a lot in common, I think, in this sort of self-deprecating, apologetic way. So there's a lot of time, I'm uh, sure, yes. with Justin and Lindsay going, oh, sorry, we're going off on a tangent. I'm like, no, keep right. going. It's great. Yes, um, yes. But uh, Justin and Lindsay, between them, are so multi-talented, it's quite painful. VFX artists, puppeteers, puppet makers, model makers, prop makers, puppet operators, show creators, writers, voiceover artists, musicians. All right, all right. I know they do literally everything and they are so humble and so lovely. They are here to talk about Film the Supermarination, Thunderbirds 1965, their new show, Meekshi, which is a a hand puppet driven show, which has a lot of its roots in the worlds of Thunderbirds and Stingray um, Mm -hmm. and launches at the end of this month. Uh, So maybe give you a little flavour and get you connected with these two who work so hard to make this show uh, they've done a, a lovely, lovely job, but they're going to tell you about bringing supermarination back, really. Um, lovely. So I think you're going to really thoroughly enjoy this. I believe it's part one of four. So uh, over to the lovely husband and wife team of uh, Justin and Lindsay Lee, uh, Nay Holong. But you'll hear more about that shortly. Hello, this is Justin Lee. And this is Lindsay Lee, formerly and Lindsay Holong. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're delighted to be with Jamie to talk about uh, all things Super Marionation and beyond. And um, yeah, and beyond, excitingly. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff, and you know, any any fan who has seen filmed in Super Marionation and Thunderbirds '65, and maybe other things you've done or even heard recent Thunderbirds audiobooks, Justin, <clears throat> wink, wink, oh. uh, will know your name know your performances know your um fabrication skills i mean you you two are obscenely disgustingly multi-talented you're the sort of people who make people sick because you're so good at so many things and you'll both be very modest now and say that's not true but could you i knew it could you give um the listeners a flavor of the different things that you do your kind of array of skills and expertise um, should we go back to like the the, the filmed in Super Marionation documentary yeah, go, sure. and um, go back right across everything? Just give us kind of like because because you you know you make and perform and voice and all that sort of stuff. So just give us an overview. <laughs> we are Canadian, so we're going to be extremely modest <laughs> and just apologize constantly for. I mean, like for, no, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna try to be as, as chronological as possible, yeah. but I, I do think like just before, not that we'll forget this, but I think we have to give a, a huge shout out to Richard Gregory who um, mm. obviously was a, a near and dear friend to, to, obviously to you, Jamie, who you grew up with, and to us. And Richard was 
a maker and a puppeteer and so many, like it was an artist and he was, and you know, every film production wanted to have him around because he was mm. like this magical, you know, he worked, I think his first job in the industry, he said he worked on R2-D2 for Empire Strikes Back. Like he helped yep. to, to, to work on that. So that was where he started. And he had like a background in, in working on cars before that. So when we worked, I mean, I know I'm jumping the timeline here a bit, but when we worked with him on Thunderbirds 1965 for the 50th anniversary episodes, um, he just imbued so much confidence in Lindsay and me, like that we could just, because we came in with some skills for building and making, and, you know, he had all the skills, you know, painting Super Marionation puppets. And, you know, we also obviously worked with Barry Davies as well, who we adore. There's so many people in that production that we absolutely adore. Um, but Richard, like, he was there a lot. And in the last kind of stretch, well, the last run while we were trying to finish the episodes, he was just with us, thank God. And and he imbued us with so much. I mean, uh, Lindsay, tell the story about the... Um, I, and I, I do want to tell this later. I, I guess oh, it's just I'm I guess it's just sort of like like the I, I guess the, the point of, of mentioning Richard right off the bat is because we are currently yeah, we we do puppetry, we do um we make model miniatures, um we incorporate both into our uh film and television productions, and all of those skills that we that we currently have um were learned working on things like FIS and Thunderbirds 1965 in particular with Richard. Um, Richard was was not on. He was not on FIS. He was on Thunderbirds 1965. Because like Jamie, after that very lovely intro, too (laughs) lovely. It yeah, I I just like I I felt like we had to start maybe because we're Canadian. Because it's not because of us. It's because no, seriously. Like Richard, we came back to Canada after working on those 50th anniversary episodes, feeling like we could do anything we could build yeah. any set we could build any puppet let's be honest we we, we couldn't we we found, it was like we still had a lot of you know we st- and we were learning every day and like you know as as any maker we're still learning today about new techniques fabrication techniques and whatever but it was just that confidence that before we went to england to work on those thunderbirds episodes and you know i we both led puppetry on those episodes and mm. so we, we had a re- responsibility to, to handle the puppets. And we obviously had experience working with the puppets. You know, we had Scott Tracy puppet here for years and we, you know, got got to know how to, to really fix it and make it work the way it, it, he should. Yeah. But it was really after working with, with people like Richard and we came back to Canada and we just had this kind of newfound confidence to just try, like to put a paintbrush on a puppet's face because we didn't do that stuff. When we went there, we'd say, hey, Mm. Richard or Barry or whoever, you guys can fix this puppet. And then eventually, you know, I'm just going to call it Richard again. He would say, okay, well, basically, I've shown you how to do it. Now you can do it. And he did it in that kind of like, why why couldn't you do it, right? But I think the the taking on the torch and, uh, you know, carrying the mantle and that kind of thing is is the greatest possible tribute to the stuff that he, he was teaching you and to him as a man because he he was desperate that the technique shouldn't disappear. Yeah. Uh, and although he's gone far, far too early, the fact that you're continuing it is awesome. And, that, and it actually, this becomes a bit of a theme of, of the things that you have worked on and are working on. So it's quite a fitting start. Uh, but yes, don't be too modest. Um, you know, it's it's all it's one thing being handed the 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 baton or whatever, but it's quite another being able to carry it on and and keep running. So yeah, that, you know, all power to you. So let's let's go back to the beginning of this association with with FIS. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, 
Can I ask how you two uh, met and and then how you got involved in FIS? Yes. Is that, can you tie those together for me? Yes. Lindsay. Yeah, so we actually um, we actually met uh, 15 years ago at university, oh. and at the time, so we were in a program uh, which has now been slightly renamed, um, but it was called Radio and Television Arts. And it's a every very year, name yeah, now. It's, oh, and yeah, it's funny because that was only 2006, but like, yeah. but now you know it's called I think RT School uh, of Media. School of Media, yeah. media so yeah. nobody really wants to say the word radio anymore. Yeah. Um, I say or that television. Or television. <laughs> Actually, maybe more yeah. fittingly, television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because we are currently yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So we. So every year that 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 program had um, kind of an award show um, for for at all the, the students the at the end of the year, yeah. and I that year was in charge of producing the video segments for it. And um, I got an email from this really cute, eager, young, second year student. I'm a year older. Justin being like. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> Can you, um, oh, I, you know, if you need any help with the segments, I, I would love to help. Um, you know, and he, he, just the enthusiasm for wanting to, so sweet. to be in, And you in put that in your production. junk mail folder. Well, I, I think I thought, <laughs> I, I, I kind of thought, oh, that's so cute. You know, and, 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 oh, so, like, much <laughs> so much enthusiasm. So much enthusiasm. Um, and, and just, and I think you might remember, remember it a bit differently, but, um, but, uh, shortly after that email was sent, we actually met through mutual friends oh, yeah. in person. Sure, um, I remember this definitely do. Yeah. De- you de- we've talked about yeah. this. You definitely remember. It. And I said, I said, oh wait, you're the Justin from the email, right? Right. <laughs> and and we just we took the the subway home together and just had this amazing conversation that you definitely remember as well. Yeah. But we, so we ended up working on those 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 yeah. that award show together. We yeah. did, and I did end okay. up doing quite a lot of. I shot some of the segments. His email wasn't wrong. And then I did all the post-production because, lo and behold, here's the first Thunderbirds connection. It was all 1950s, 60s style film strips. That's the, that, that was, was the theme of that year. So okay. we shot this all in black and white. And we had it all like everybody, you know, our classmates who were in it. They were all dressed up in these old-timey clothes. And, you know, this was only for our class right it wasn't for like you for know broadcast pro- or anything program, right? so the only internal. people who are going to see this were our professors and our students so i loaded this thing with a ton of barry gray music and i had course, no idea at the time that right? that's what it was yeah so it was all barry gray music it was like a lot of stuff from supercar and things like that you know that old school kind of like you know there's even one bit of supercar music that somehow lined up with the character throwing his briefcase into the house when he goes honey i'm home right it was all very old school and I think my kind of interest in that 1960s, 50s type of filmmaking, like even the fact that when a dissolve comes up, you know, you see the picture pop because like it was run through the optical printer. Like I put all that stuff into the um, into the segments because I've been you know obsessed with all this. The Thunderbird Super Marionation stuff growing up, and you, Lindsay, didn't know any of that. Stuff. I didn't, but it was sort of one of those <laughs> things where where I had a I had a vision for what I wanted these things to look like, and and I would hand the footage to Justin, and he would deliver it back, and I'd be like, "That's exactly what I was picturing." Right, and, a little bit of film aww. dirt, and, all and that I kind feel of stuff, like right? that 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 dynamic is kind of what we we how I still feel actually mm-hmm. um, when when working with you. Oh. Yeah. So that's, oh, oh, this is so lovely. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, now, 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 like half your listeners have dropped off because they're just like, they're we like, don't care about this. Is, this is not a romance we, podcast. No, we've got to get to, we've got to get matters? to the Thunderbirds. We've got to get it to matters. the Thunderbirds. Let's get to the Thunderbirds. It, okay. So, so. It, it matters. So this guy's enthusiasm, you, you know, actually 
was he was so enthusiastic about the, all these old weird British TV shows that that got you enthused, Lindsay? I mean, it what, did. It did. H- how? Why? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you, like, I mean, it's like li- I, li- you you played with with toys as a kid in a different way than other kids play with toys. I would say. I did. Yeah. Or like I did. Like we both yeah. played with them as if we were doing a little movie. And I think yeah. every kid does that to a degree. But I did it probably longer than I. I mean, I was still doing that when I was like. 20 or 21 years old, you know, with, with my, my roommate in university. It was like my, a joke, but you my did best it every friend. It, it was a joke. Like, we, night, night or whatever. We, yeah. we, would, we would improvise stories with, oh gosh, I can't with believe I'm this, with Barbie dolls. Yeah. yeah. If she, Jen, if, wrong with that, if you're listening to this, Jen, I'm sorry that yes. I am airing this. Um, <laughs> they don't know. But, but, no, no, exactly. Yeah. But, but, um, but no, I mean, and, and, um, and it was just something that, that naturally, uh, you know, as an extension of the sort of screenwriting and and uh, creative writing I was doing at the time, um, it was an extension of that. And mm. I think my sensibility, much like Justin's, had always been sort of like an older school sensibility. I I, I yeah. love the '40s, '50s, '60s. I I love the look. I love the colors. I love the feel of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the fact that going back to the award show, like that that was the theme of that year, was actually really fitting. And serendipitous for for both of us because that was yeah. just our natural sensibility. So yeah. when it did come together, I think that was what made me so excited was that Justin understood that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. he I wasn't he wasn't just doing the sort of visual effects that you know just have that sort of modern bent to it. It it was genuinely era specific and that's something that I've always really responded to and I know he does too I do think it's like and this is not tooting my own horn but I do think there's like a it's difficult I think sometimes when you see people doing digital kind of emulation of 80s VHS effects or 60s film effects or whatever and I again I don't think I've totally cracked it but I think there is a difference between it looks very kind of we're putting on that effect or it actually looks authentic and of course when we got to doing Jumping the timeline again, when we got to doing those 50th anniversary Thunderbirds episodes, it was so important that we got it, you mm. know, we, we really strove for that. Like, if you put on an episode from 1965 and you put on our episode, you should kind of feel like you could believe yeah. they were made at the same time. And just to be, so the listeners know, the first Thunderbirds episode I showed you was the Cham Cham, which may or may not have been a good idea because it's like the most... I think it's the most expensive episode they ever made. It's got, you know, huge sets, so many costumes. It's like the production is out of control in that one. And I that was the first one I showed you. Yeah. So weirdly, I had, I, even though I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, and that was when Thunderbirds was re-airing um, on TV, I missed it <laughs> somehow. How? I know. I, I don't <laughs> Come know. On, Lindsay. Because I it, think you it's know what like the truth exactly... is. I don't think you had the station that was because you had you didn't have cable. I didn't you, have cable. So right. it, it was on a cable yeah. channel. Yeah. Um. I, again, if you, I don't know cables in England, is, do they call it cable? You guys call it cable? We, we know what cable yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know that stuff. I like. I, anyway. Yeah. So it was on a cable station, uh, YTV, in 1991, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it ran from 91 until 93, which is insane because there was only 32 episodes, so they would mm. rerun them mm-hmm. 
over and over and over and over. But you didn't have YTV. No. At that time. So, so, the, so literally the first time. Deprived. I know. <laughs> yes. Oh, poor me. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw it then was um, was when you. Well, so so by by now um, we we had gone from being friends to being a couple and yeah, we just glossed me. over that. We part just glossed over that part. It, it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. But you you were working on FIS and you showed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you showed me the Cham Cham. And my mind was just blown. I thought, this is everything I like. <laughs> just all in one episode. Everything. The the production, puppets, music, miniatures. Ah. So, I mean, in a way, you know, you say that, you know, of all the episodes to show me, that was sort of, wow, why that one, you know, because it has everything. Start at the top. But, it, but yeah. yeah, but I, I think yeah. it definitely gave me, like, it was a great introduction for me because I was just so taken by the spectacle. Yeah. Of Thunderbirds. Yeah. And, and again, the best exposure possible. Yeah. I, I, th- I think as people who've now worked on Thunderbirds, you and I, I feel weird saying this, but don't, if your listeners are like, wait a second, the Cham Cham wasn't the most expensive. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's actually true. It I was expensive. It, it must I think, have been expensive. I, I, I know they went over budget on that one. And I think, that, yeah, they went over time. And I'm sure there's someone listening now who's like, how is it you don't know this? Like, you guys worked on Thunderbirds. You should know this. But the <laughs> thing is, like, your brain starts to forget things. As things start mm. to leave your brain, and so there's a lot to remember. Yeah, because like I, I mean, you know, I'm not exaggerating when I say like I watched Thunderbirds like, like a crazy person growing up. Like I saw it when I was four. My dad had watched it when he was in Brazil because he was, I think, twelve or thirteen when it was when it aired first. I think that's right. Yeah, and he and he watched it in Portuguese. And so when he when so we, I was four years old and he had the TV guide. We had this thing called TV Guide, and it had all the programs listed. That, you know, he said, "Oh, Thunderbirds!" Like I watched this when I was a kid. Maybe you'll like it. And so we turned the TV on. It was like I think Wednesdays <laughs> at eight or whatever, eight p.m. And I don't think he uh, he was ready for how insane I was going to get about Thunderbirds. Like he just yeah. he liked it, and his and his brother liked it. My uncle uh, Jeff, who also has kind of kept my fandom flame alive because he would you know do pictures of thunderbird one for me on his um computer and stuff like that but but my dad showed me this thing i was four years old and i just went crazy for it and like obsessively crazy for it because like there was nothing else on tv that looked like it and i think it was as you said Lindsay, it was the production it was like you Mm. little four-year-old me couldn't say that it was an expensive show but I could feel it was an expensive show. And it was like the, the stakes were real. It was all and, and everything was was created. Every last, you know, the characters, the where they lived, where the, the vehicles they moved in, everything was created. So I kind of was obsessed with it from four year olds until like I, I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say like now I, I do have a much more kind of. You know, not to disappoint anybody, it's a much more professional kind of look at it now. It's, it's, I don't, of you can't avoid that. Yeah. Cause like I've, I've literally watched these episodes so many times growing up that I, oh, geez, I shouldn't say this. I don't know if I ever need to watch them again because I've watched them so many times. You could just watch them in your mind. Yeah. Now. I watched them in my mind. Like yeah, I seriously I can. Say, you know, like so, I bet you could, you could probably talk along with every single line right, and, you right. know, do they give you the timing every, every single effect and stuff? You just know. Right? Yeah. So. And, and, and the thing is, like, I was so Thunderbirds mad that, like, in 1994, when, when Fox in the US, Fox Kids, ran those awful redubbed versions where they changed the music and changed the dialogue. I was watching those ones because it was like new Thunderbirds for me, right? So it's just like, mm. I mean, I knew it was shittier. Oh, excuse me. I knew it was... You can we, say we, that. We can bleep that. Oh, we can bleep it, right? We can, we can beep it, yeah. Uh, I knew it was not as good. There we go. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. What, no swear. Um, but, but I watched those as well. I mean, I think, 
the thing, the really cool thing is, I had recorded all those original episodes off YTV as a kid, and I was missing. There were two or three or four episodes that I was missing. It was the Christmas one, give or take a million. Um, yeah. Uh, the um, Brink of Disaster, I was missing that. The one with the monorail. The Imposters, I was missing that one, and I think Lord Parker's Holiday. So I was missing those four. And so I grew up watching my taped off TV copies and those four I never had. So when I was like a teenager, I got like the mail away kind of videotapes where you could get the, you know, <laughs> like you mail away and they would send you the, the series. And I watched those like for the first time since I was like four years old. And it was so, so cool to see like a new episode of Thunderbirds. So I think that was the other thing is I could really relate to the fan response to the 50th anniversary episodes because mm. hopefully they had that same feeling that they watched them and they went, Oh my gosh, like this is, I don't think you need to caveat it with hopefully I'm pretty sure that's kind of the universal reaction across the boards. Uh, don't be so Canadian about it. <laughs> uh, we, we will come, we'll come to Thunderbirds, but um, I mean, it's amazing that these two very separate ways in, aligned yeah. and the stars yeah. aligned for yeah. you both and you you know with your strange love of uh of retro stuff came together yeah. uh, and it's you know very much to everybody else's benefit in the end so fis or filmed in supermarination but we'll say fis because yeah. it's a lot easier how did you come to be attached to that uh justin because i think you you were on it first and then Lindsay joined yes. you, but you yes. well so, tell me, so, tell me yeah. what happened so, so Lindsay did work on the puppet aspect of it because we filmed some of the puppets uh stuff here in canada yes um, and I don't know if people know that, but that's why at the end of the movie, it says produced uh, in, no, I'm just, uh, Slough, Toronto. Uh, I think it was, again, it's been such a long time since I've seen the film, but <laughs> it's got several yeah. city names, including Toronto. And that's because we filmed yeah. some of it here. So I think it, the story always begins with, I was a too enthusiastic person. <laughs> so, Every single one of these, yeah. you start with that. So. So I, I worked for years in advertising. So I was a visual effects artist, uh, post-production person in advertising. And so like McDonald's commercials, you know, Tim Hortons commercials for the Canadians listening. And um, and I did that for for quite a while. And I was single at the time. This was obviously before Lindsay and I like were uh, dating. And I had, you know, I was making a decent salary, you know, it was okay. And I was like living by myself, you know, so, or, or my brother and I were roommates. So like, it wasn't like a lot of cost. So I had this kind of money coming in and I was like, I've always wanted a Scott Tracy puppet and that's where it started. And so I got a Scott Tracy puppet. Like I commissioned, um, through, uh, a, a website that, uh, called the Eagle Transporter. I think, I think it's still there. I don't know. Yep. Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I commissioned uh, uh, a puppet maker called um, Phil Eason, who's uh, sadly no longer with us. And he um, he made a Scott Tracy puppet. And again, I thought I was I'd lost my mind, of course, because like, what kind of 20 something year old does this? It's so stupid. So this <laughs> puppet came and, you know, I'd asked to have like the all the eyes working and the mouth working, whatever. And so I had the Scott Tracy puppet. That's how it started. I'm on the forum on the Eagle Transporter website, and Stephen LaRiviere, who is the director writer on Filmed in Supermarination, is on there going, "Hey, anyone?" It was something like, "You know, does anyone know? You know, anyone who can do like help out with these puppet sequences?" That's it was something like that, and yeah. I and then I sent such a 
a reply, an, an overly enthusiastic reply, probably, that was like, <laughs> oh, I'd love to, you know, help. I've got the Scott Tracy puppet, yada, yada, yada. And so I shot a test piece, which I think Stephen has on his YouTube channel right now. I think it's it's up there, which was basically I took like a bit of uh, one episode of, of the original series and I shot new bits of Scott. Now, anybody who sees this now, I'm okay to say this. Like, it, it doesn't... It was a starting point. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. Clearly wasn't, like, where we ended up. But it was enough, I guess, for Steven to say, oh, this guy's serious about it. You know, I've got kind of a combination of visual effects and puppetry background. You know, I've been... The puppeteering aspect I've been doing all my life, you know, in various capacities. So, it, I, I think I said to him, you know, we can use the combined techniques of actually doing puppets but then using visual effects to augment it so you know like that first shot of parker at the beginning of fis where you've got the you see the portraits of the tracy brothers and it pans over to parker with his feet up on the desk that was a combination of footage from the original show you know with visual effects to marry it with the new shot of parker that we did so that kind of stuff is how we um uh, and thankfully, that film was really well received. And, it was indeed. You know, and I remember all of us, Jamie, you, and Lindsay, and me, we were all at the the premiere, and, and uh, you know, and everyone seemed to really like it. It was a... Yeah. It was a wonderful way to kind of tell that story. And, you know, Stephen and Andrew T. Smith, who were, I guess, the like, they were the writers of the... They edited the whole film, the two of them, and mm. they did such a lovely job with the storytelling. Uh, more of that to come through the rest of the month what a lovely pair Ooh. they are such a nice yes. chat we could have chatted for hours uh, and um yeah. in fact we we had two hours carved out and we went into three and a quarter or three and a half in total Great. with all sorts of stuff look if you want to find out more of what they're doing go to gazelleautomations.com uh, g-a-z-e-l-l-e automations.com and you can search for mikshi which is their new uh, kids show with the the puppets M-I-I-K-S-H-I. That's the name of the show. Um, but that uh, it's intriguing. out in full yeah. at the end of the at the end of the month, the end of September. Mm, uh, right. More from them Great. next week. But for now, yeah. mm -hmm. what, more from our Podstrong. What, what are you up to? And now, oh, yeah. give us a little brief resume of what people might find on the official Jerry Anderson YouTube channel. Oh goodness me. Brief. Hmm? <laughs> Off you go. Well, there are primers which introduce you to uh, all the different Anderson shows in 10 mm -hmm. minutes or less, or about 10 minutes and 10 seconds in the case of Terrorhawks. Uh, we've got free uh -huh. episodes of things like New Captain Scarlet. We have all oh, oh, big rap bites that we used to do in Fab Live, where Chris would oh, do yes. a lovely dissection of various things. Uh, we have yeah. fab facts from each of our podcasts turned into little mm -hmm. uh, vignettes. Uh, I suppose that's mm -hmm. a word which I can use, I just have. Yeah. Um, we've got Century 21 Tech Talks, which were, uh, is where we've got Brains and Ed Straker and other characters from the Andiverse telling you about the vehicles from all around uh, the world of Jerry Anderson. We've got music videos. We've got making ofs. I mean, it just goes on and on. We've got it amazing really, documentaries I mean, I, from Chris I, Dale. I could I, keep going, but, I, but I'll, I'll, stop. I, I, I'll stop. I wasn't expecting quite so comprehensive an answer, but oh, that is sorry. extraordinary. It's all we've, there. We've got no, loads no, of stuff uh, and it's all free. Well, it's all free, and uh, of course, we do get comments beneath. For example, uh, one of our uh, oh, a recent fab fact. Oh no! Uh, about the um, well, this was about the ejecting upside down. I think it was only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. uh, Ian Dealey posted an extra fab fact uh, for us. The the Spectrum helicopter from Captain Scarlet, he says, was always thrown upside down because of the blades on top. Yes. 
Because, of course, you can't have the blades on top if you've got strings holding (laughs) the craft up. That's clever, isn't it? Uh, Ian Turner says, uh, what about GoldenEye's helicopter ejection scene? Uh, Derek Meddings worked on it before he sadly died. So there you go. There's another example of uh, an upside-down ejection. Keith Gooch on Pod 168 uh, just last week said, uh, another great episode of the uh, Jamie Anderson podcast, I was about to say. That's a (laughs) terrible thought, isn't it? Isn't that an awful idea? Let's never do the Jamie Anderson podcast. He says, uh, with all the uh, usual humorous gubbings between Richard and Jamie an unusually interesting fab fact says Keith about the ejections in the Super Mario Nation shows Uh, an interesting second part of the interview with Mark A. Altman so rare to find someone so enthusiastic about space precinct says Keith Yes, true. Right. There's normally just one of you. Yeah, that's right. And finally, he says, as usual, the highlight was Chris Dale's randomizer review of the Supercar episode, Supercar Take One. Very funny as always. Enjoyed listening to Sylvia Anderson's femme fatale voice in this story. Great work, chaps. But uh, I think uh, my favourite comment underneath a, a recent YouTube video on the Jerry Anderson uh, channel is uh, from James James, who says simply, love your show, guys. Your voices." are so relaxing. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It is nice, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I think it is. I suppose it's nice. Relaxing yeah, is better than so. boring. Oh, yes. It's quite a thin line, though, isn't it? It is. Hopefully, it, it wasn't a Google Translate error uh, <laughs> from some foreign language. And it, it is, yeah. It's nice. It's <laughs> yeah. just good to hear. Yeah, there um, you go. I, I also saw a really lovely comment on one of our uh, fab facts uh, from someone who simply said... Um, who cares? Uh, right. Well, I mean, they've got a point, and I've been telling you this for weeks and months and years. Uh, I know. I just thought it was particularly amusing. It gave me a, <laughs> That's great. Gave me a good old chuckle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, now, uh, mm. over there, Chris oh, yes. Dale, now oh, surrounded by him. a mountain of foil and chocolate crumbs. Look at his face. Look, I know. He looks like a guilty puppy, doesn't he? Well, the brown smear across his lips doesn't help, but uh, Chris, if you just wipe no. that chocolate off, I think... Uh, yeah, okay, that's better. He, so He didn't even save us any. I, I know, I know. Typical. He doesn't look too bad for all that, though. Anyway, look, Chris is Chris is done with his Easter egg pile, which means he's probably ready for the randomizer, unless you've got anything you'd yeah. like to insert before that, Richard James. No, no, I'm just going to reach out and try and see if there's any uh, cream eggs left in that pile. Yeah, you go through the tinfoil pile. Uh, Chris, you come and sit down and, uh, and do your randomizer. We'll welcome you over. Uh, and here is Chris, the randomizer, with the randomizer. Save me one if you find one, Richard. Yeah, I will. Oh, oh dear. Not one planet in the Space 1999 universe ever seemed to have any water on it, and I had to go and crash my eagle on the one planet that has nothing but. Now, where did our saboteur friend get to? Hello, sweetheart. Ah, yes, Captain Black. Hello. I was rather hoping you'd, well, hopped it. We're underwater. Upside down. Where else were you going to go, right? Something like that. Yes, well, Marina's gone for help. I'm not sure if she'll find anybody, but if she doesn't... We're trapped. That is essentially it, yes. I don't suppose you have any thoughts on rectifying this situation, do you? Sort of. Oh? I sometimes think... You'd make an attractive Mr. Enslave. Well, I can't say I'm not flattered, although I do hope Marina gets back soon. The prospect of becoming your, uh, slave is not exactly the most appealing offer I've ever had. What are you doing? Oh, well, we've got the, uh, randomizer right here. I-, I thought you might like to press the button for me today. You know, give us an episode to watch while we outsit eternity. Whatever makes you happy. That's it, thank you. It's gonna be an interesting experiment, I guess. 
no uh, Mr. On power you can exert over the randomizer to make sure it picks out a good episode? No, don't get excited. I know what you're thinking. Oh, I'm just thinking, please God, anything but torchy, frankly. So let's see. Ah, well, thank you, Conrad. It's not only an episode I've never seen before, but it's an episode of a series that we haven't seen for a while on the randomizer. Let's call that a lucky shot. Indeed. Here's Lavender Castle with Bird of Prey. Let's do it. Lavender Castle, a place of legend, fabled right across the universe. This is our quest to find it. So welcome back to The Randomizer, a series we have not seen for quite a while. I have a feeling we haven't actually seen this one all year, which is quite surprising. It's always nice to see Lavender Castle turn up on the randomizer because, uh, along with um, most of uh, the the, sh the show that shall not be named, let's say, uh, this is this is one of the uh, few Anderson shows I know nothing about, and it's nice to come to an episode in the knowledge that I know absolutely nothing about what I'm going to see, and uh, I don't think it would work for uh, like a 50-minute show like Thunderbirds or UFO or whatever. But for a, a little 10 minute Lavender Castle adventure, I think that's a, that's a jolly nice thing to uh, discover this together. Although a lot of you are, uh, are big fans of the show. Anyway, here's the paradox following a uh, meteor of some description. Squeaky's clearing up. Like is working and. Oh. That's an ancient clonal manuscript! Oh, it would be, wouldn't it? Fear not, Miss Liker. It always is. Turn your manuscripts forthwith. Instead of sucking, I simply have to blow. Oh. He's rolling around the, uh, the deck. In space is Oh, that was nearly a what in space fire. Similar to ter Terror Hawks. And, uh. Right, so Thrice has now ended up with a paper on his face. That's knocked the controls, which has sent the paradox. Hurtling out of the cover of the meteor. They've been hiding. And into the detection of Dr. Aegon aboard the Dark Station. Humblest apologies, Captain. Sometimes I don't know my own strength. Oh, yes, apology accepted. But we were lying low, and now we'll have to move on. Aegon must have seen us. Yep, there he is. Go. Follow them, and this time, don't lose them. Of course, Master. Ah, so uh, yes, Trump is being sent off to uh, to follow the paradox. You'll find the paradox because if you've got a Trump, it's always good to uh, send them away through Spartan's void. And Ooh. what's this? A black hole? And right in her path? Oh dear! My little pet, is a black hole. Right in front of you! Where? I like that he calls him my little pet. And it actually sounded like a, a term of affection. Anyway, Trump has been sucked into a black hole. Oh. Too late. Oh. No. Anything could happen to her. Oh. Oh, yeah, the Trump's a she, isn't she? She might shrink to the size of an atom. I keep forgetting. What's happening to me? What's going on? I do like as well uh, Aegon properly hamming it up here. Sniffling nose and everything. <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> she could become gigantic. Which she has. <laughs> I I'm not sure why Aegon felt that... I'm ten 
why he knew what would what would happen but uh, yeah now Trump is gigantic bad news for everybody particularly those on the paradox <laughs> Geronimo um. and uh, unlike the regular stop-motion Trump this is a uh, full CGI Trump but we're being attacked by a giant falcon <laughs> a giant falcon I doubt that's a squeak a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a nice bit of uh, uh, sort of double take from uh, from thrice there. Yep. And, uh, it, it is strange in this show when uh, you see one of the characters realised in CG when they wouldn't normally be. Uh, I think in uh, oh, what's the one about the theme park? There, there's some shots of them on the on the ride where they're rendered CG. You're down the drain and you'll stay there! But I suppose having a. If you've got a story with a giant Trump and you already have the paradox of CG, you kind of need to make Trump CG as well. Oh, oh she's now swallowed the paradox. What's going on? And the CG for the time is, is pretty good. It always is in this show, well, generally speaking. On some of the Paradox crew, when they suddenly turn CG, it is quite noticeable. You've let them escape, haven't you? Go back to the black hole. You might return to your normal size, if you're lucky. <laughs> Only Aegon would, uh, would threaten a giant bat-like creature. We're stuck in the mongrel's throat, like an enormous chicken bone. Oh, Sprogger don't want to be a chicken bone! For some reason, Trump's gone back into the black hole, returning to normal size. Oh, oh that was an alarming shot of uh, Squeak-a-Lot and, uh, and Roger there, getting uh, up close and personal with each other, as uh, Trump is now her normal size again, which means the paradox she swallowed is now miniaturised. That would actually have been a clever plan if Aegon had uh, thought of it deliberately. He just seems to have got very lucky there. Last time, Halfwit. <laughs> what happened to the paradox? It can't have just disappeared. You've... Of course, Trump can't tell him what she's done because it's lodged in her throat. We must be inside the dark station. We'll suffocate if we stay here. We've got to get out. But how? But, shh, sorry. But how? We're stuck fast. Perhaps we can make it sneeze. Like a... Do you have any of your famous sneezing powder handy? I have, Ooh. but how can I administer it? Captain Thrice, why don't I use this? Oh, poor old Sprogle is completely hiding behind a chair there, looking very scared. Time for housework. No, sir. Yes, a Squeak-a-Lot's vacuum. I mean, to blow. No, sir, Squeak-a- He was having sucking and blowing problems with earlier. Could be just the ticket. That's it. All right, Squeaky. Some of Lyca's famous sneezing powder. <laughs> Seems to be working. So this is another shrinking episode. I didn't realise we had one so late as uh, as Lavender Castle. That's a, a surprise. Anyway, Trump has now regurgitated the miniature paradox. So that's where it went. Um, Buzzing around Aegon. Oh, my nuts and bolts. Mind when. Oh, oh that hurt. Hmm. If uh, if Doctor Aegon had a net, we might be able to catch them. Oh, they've just hit him on the bottom. 
out of a window. Of course, it's not causing explosive decompression. Thrice, sir. The giant falcon, it's right behind us. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, because uh, even though Trump is back to her normal size, the uh, paradox is still shrunk, so she still looks giant next to them. Right behind us, Captain. Oh, it's going to swallow us again. <laughs> Roger, watch out! The black hole's straight ahead of us! We've got to go through it again. It's our only chance. I know that somehow, despite not having laid eyes on it before. Oh, no. Strange how in most shows a black hole would be like, oh my goodness, now the Paradox crew are like, yes, black holes. That's how we get back to normal. So... We must be back to full size. Well done, Roger. Oh, yes. So they're back to normal. I see. Trump followed them in. Vulcan. Which should mean that Trump is huge again. Uh, no, okay. There it is. Oh, now she's shrunk. <laughs> Why, look, it's only a wee wee birdie. Who's a pretty boy then? 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 I'm starting to uh, to think that the science on this show is not 100%. Scared of Falcon? Oh, but Sproggle is looking the wrong end through the telescope. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sproggle. Well, someone turned it round and uh, suddenly Trump appeared huge to Sproggle again and Sproggle ran off. Well, um, Sproggle-related antics aside, that was a, a rather odd note to end on, uh, that was another fun episode of Lavender Castle. As I said, I particularly enjoy the uh, the CG with this show. It allows them to, to be uh, quite imaginative in, in their storytelling. And again, this is a story that... I don't think you could tell in a in a conventional animated series or well, stop motion animated series without the use of CG. So, uh, yeah, another imaginative use of uh, of the show's um, you know limitations and uh, and abilities. Uh, another all round jolly nice episode of Lavender Castle. Whatever you think of Bird of Prey, it's a very sweet mm -hmm. series. It's really lovely. oh yes. I it? don't remember the last time we had a Lavender Castle episode on the Randomizer. Yeah, it's been a little while, hasn't it? It has been a while. And there is a lot of love for Lavender Castle, I know that. Yeah, all well, rightly so. It's just a shame yeah. that there's nothing we can do with it because it's currently in DreamWorks kind of archive and it's sort of stuck yes. there, really. But um, Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? This is the way things go, unfortunately, but mm. such is life. Uh, at least we can enjoy it on the Randomizer and I think there are quite a few free episodes on YouTube, to be honest. So, uh, oh, yeah. Nothing to do with us. Don't tell anyone, though. Well, don't tell DreamWorks, because then they'll no. pull them down. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you very much, Chris. He'll be yes. back next week. I think he probably needs to go and have a little sleep now, a bit of a I chocolate food coma. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, and it's worth pointing out, of course, that Chris has his very own Jerry Anderson Randomizer podcast, which you can also listen to on your uh, platforms of choice. Yes, without us gabbling on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So highly recommended by 99% uh, uh, of podcast listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard James, do you have any more things from Podsterons? No, that's it for now, but I'll have plenty more next time we meet. Of course you will. I can't wait for that. Uh, well, yeah. if you've got any thoughts, if you want to send us any... Uh well, if you want to send us any Easter eggs, we're you know a little oh. short now, thanks to Chris. Want to go with the Christmas jumpers? Oh, Easter eggs and Christmas jumpers. There's a great theme for a party. <laughs> uh, do email us, podcast at jerryanson.com for any Easter egg-related things. Uh, 
any questions, queries, thoughts, merchandise ideas, ideas for future Christmas jumpers, mm. other observations, or uh, random insults which you'd like to throw our way, we're happy to Steady. receive any Steady. email whatsoever within reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to those. Uh, yes, let's see what the most offensive one we've got. Actually, I've got a great one from David Tremont of Weta here, which uh, right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read out to you um, after the credits. Oh, okay. Look forward to it. So, uh, uh, anything else, Richard James, or should we bid our podstron farewell? Yeah, let's bid them a fond farewell and wish them a bon voyage and a fromage et toi <laughs> sange dans l'arbre. I, I think you're. I and think a, we're getting into dangerous no, territory here. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alfie is saying right. goodbye. Uh, au revoir. Yes. Have a great and week, podstron. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Well, mm-hmm. how interesting. Um, is it? Do you want to get this? Do you want me to read you this email from David Tremont? Well, I mean, how offensive is it? Uh, well, he, he emailed me and said he was worried about uh, offending me. And I, I said, you're, you're going to have to try much harder to, uh, to offend me uh, ah, if yes. you really so want to. So he did. To. So he said, mm. um, okay, right. I don't want to talk to you no more, you empty-headed animal food trough wiper. I fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. You don't frighten me, English pig dog. Go and boil your bottom, son of a silly person. I blow my nose at you and all your silly English knigots. Uh, that's, uh, that's the knight's thing from... Um, it is. Yes. It's Holy Grail. Yes, exactly. Oh, very uh, oh nice. and he said, and while you're at it, get yourself a haircut mm-hmm. and a decent job. Oh, that is harsh. That's, that's the thing that stings most of all, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. And then I, oh. I replied and said, um, uh, yes, uh, I got Siri to read your email to me, so it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, uh, And then, then it, it, yes, it, it descended into something uh, worse in the reply. So, yes, I can imagine. Anyway, I'm very fond of lovely David Tremont. He's such a nice man. Uh, well, and so a previous I, guest on the podcast. And a previous guest on the, on the podcast. So right. I, I know he didn't, didn't really mean it. Did, did you take Well, he won't be invited back, that's for sure. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I'm catching up with him in a couple of weeks. Uh, so oh, yes. If you've got any questions, Podstrons, if you're still listening for David Tremont, do um, drop me a line, podcast at jerryanderson.com. Dot com. <laughs> dot com, dot com. And uh, I'll ask them to him and, and report back with any answers. How's that for an offer? Great, yeah. One-on-one with David Tremont. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Anyway, what are you doing? Are you uh, are you trying to offend any, anybody or upset them or anything? No, I go out of my way not to offend people, Jamie. I want to work again. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, you know, I can't afford to burn bridges and offend uh, people. How's that going, by the way? <clears throat> Is that the time? Oh, have you got to go? 
Yeah, yeah, I've got okay. to go and do something. Probably look out the window or something. That, yeah, that accelerated towards awkwardness at quite a rate of knots, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, good luck Thanks with the window. That. I know it's very hard work. Yeah. So, uh, but... Thanks. Bye. Bye. Orcs. You have been listening to the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Wasn't it fun? You have been listening to an Anderson Entertainment production.